Welcome to the Dasco, Reverend Randy Impact's anointed teaching ministry. This message is selected from the vast teaching archives of Reverend Randy Impact. As you listen, may you be blessed and imparted with divine wisdom. And now, today's teaching. The will of God and movement. Subtitle is 100 Micro Church Planting. Revelations chapter 2 verses 2. Revelations chapter 2 verses 9. Revelations chapter 2 verse 13. Revelations 2 19. Revelations chapter 3 verses 1. Revelations chapter 3 verses 8. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Revelations chapter 3, verses 15. One, go. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I will thou wet cold or hot. Jesus is speaking. And Jesus is speaking in so many parts of the book of Revelation. And his consistent phrase is, I know your works. So if he knows our works, it means that his interest is our works. That's what he's looking at. Jesus is looking at our works. He says, I know thy works. So, when we come before the Lord, one of the things that Jesus will require of us, the key thing that he will require of us is our work. So, you see, when we wait for the coming of the Lord, we must put on a certain disposition because the waiting must be for us, not just a preparation to meet our Lord, but the accumulation of works. Because when he comes, he's going to look out for our works. I know thy works. Ask your neighbor, what are your works? You see, the works that you have is the proof of your readiness for the coming of the Lord. That's why Jesus said that when I come back into the earth, Will I find faith? And we have studied in our various churches that faith is what? Action, not works. So faith is works. What it means is that when I come back, will I find the people working? I know thy works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. The will of God and movements. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Works are very important in our work with God. Let's read it together. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good looks, good houses, good shoes. What about good Brazilian hair? <laughs> what about Peruvian hair? What about good birthday parties? 
He says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good food. Yes. Some people love good food. We are, he says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Not good shoes or good designer wear, but good works. So it's, it's nice to look good. The Christian must look good, but that's not why we have been created in Christ Jesus. It's not, it's, that's not the purpose. The Christian can have a car, but it's, we are not created unto good cars. Do you see? There's nothing wrong with it, but that's not the purpose. There is a purpose. It says good works. Now, we are going to find out what those works are. But we know that it's not iPhone 13 plus. Yes, it's, that's, not, that's not. Let's continue reading. Which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. So if we are walking in them, it's not a car. Because you can't walk in car. <laughs> Amen. Okay, someone will say, oh, if we are walking in them, then it's shoe. Nice shoe. We walk in them. <laughs> That's a very canal interpretation. But he says the works, we will walk in them. We we'll walk in the works. We are going to find out the work right now. Yeah. It's not a nice tie. No, no, no. It's not even a nice title. The works that he's talking about is not title. It's not car. It's not wig. The wig, which one is the most expensive right now? Yeah, Bone Street. Yeah. They say we should ask Becky or Salome. Where's Salome? <laughs> Salome and then uh, Deborah. Is Deborah here? Those are the wig dealers in the, in the ministry. The wig dealers. So the good works that we have been created to do, that we must walk in them. Let us agree because this is the word of God. Bone Street is not part. Because the Bible says it was ordained before time. Do you see? If it was ordained before time, Bone Street is just came recently. So it's not a shoe, it's not a car, it's not a clothing it's not a mobile phone. But which God ordained for us to do before time. So, there's a work that we are supposed to do. Every Christian, there's a work that we are supposed to do. Now, the reason why I called, um, I called Salome is that you know, in the Bible, Paul did some missionary travels and she went to a place in Philippi. Um, this is Acts chapter 16, verse 14. Can you give us that scripture? Acts 16, 14. Paul was an apostle. He was doing missionary ministry works. And then the Bible says that so he got to a place in Philippi. He was preaching with his missionary team, 
And then Bible says, and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Tyra. Purple means it's a, it's a type of cloth, very expensive kind of cloth. And the Bible says that Lydia worshipped God. Do you see? Bible says she had us, and then whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. So what it means is that this woman became eventually a sponsor of Paul's ministry. Through her business, she was selling purple. So it's like how Salome is selling the, the wigs. Lydia was also selling clothing. So it's, it's, in the New Testament church, we have people like that. It's just that as for Lydia, when she sells the things, she will use some of the money to sponsor. Yeah. So the rest of the dealers, some people are dealers in different things. Amen. Like uh, Nanabia is a dealer in drinks. Right? You have these fizzy drinks and all of that. And then you also do event planning. And then you also do forex trading. Yeah, forex. That's what I wanted to. So she's a dealer in forex. So Lydia was a dealer, and Bible said that she worshipped God, and she went to listen to the preaching. So the dealers, they go for LCN. Yeah. Dealers, Bible-based dealers, look at it. A certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple. So dealers are able to leave what they are selling. The purple of the city of Titia, which worship God, heard us. You see, so they, if you have dealers in church, they have to be people who also are able to avail themselves for service. Any dealer who says, because of my business, I can't come to church, I can't do LCN, it's not a godly dealer. Amen. It's good to be a dealer, a woman dealer in church. Yeah. But the only thing is that you must support the work of God. Now, for we are God's handiwork, Ephesians 2.10, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Do good works. So at the end of the day, the purpose for which God created us is for good works. The Bible says that which he ordained for us to walk in them. So when you identify the Christian, he must be walking in the good works. All right? Ask your neighbor, are you walking in the good works? Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 29. Now, usually we talk about false prophets, false apostles, false teachers. That's what we focus on. But this scripture is revealing false Christians. False Christians. Who are false Christians? False Christians are defined as Christians who have accepted the Lord as their savior, but they are not walking in good works. Their, their, their name is false Christians. They, they are Christians, but they are false because they are failing to walk in good works. Tell your neighbor, I hope you are not a false Christian. Matthew 7, 21 to 29. Let's read. 
Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. This means that the good work that we are created in Christ to walk in, this is the clue. The clue is that that work is the will of our Father which is in heaven. So the work he's talking about is the will of the Father. Are we together? Yeah. The, the work is the will of the Father. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Let's hold on. So, now he's trying to narrow the work because people will say, oh, every work is the good work that he has ordained us to walk in. But Jesus is saying, in the last day, something strange will happen. It means that before the last day, it will not be strange. People will be doing it and they will feel it is justified. And that's what makes it dangerous. It means that you can be calling on the name of the Lord, but you are not meeting the standard of his requirements. You see, and you will never know until the last day. And look at the people. He said, many, not few. So many people are not doing the right thing, but they don't know and they will never know until the last day. Because the purpose for which God created us in Christ Jesus is to do works. Hallelujah. And that work we are supposed to know so that we walk in them. If we don't walk in them, we have not fulfilled the purpose for which he created us. So he says, in the last day, there will be a great revelation. Then people will come. Bible says, many will say to me, in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? So then, they will do it confidently because actually, they did some works. And for them, if you, I mean, if you prophesied in the name of the Lord, is it should give you much confidence when you come before the Lord. But then Bible says that, and in thy name did we not cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. You see, he is looking for good works. But these people are talking about wonderful works. Are you here with me? It's like if you are asked to buy sachet water and then you come back with bottled water. You expect that the person who sent you will be very excited. That's how this whole thing is looking like. And then he says, in thy name we did many wonderful works. 23. And then I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Wow. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Give me NIV. We are still talking about work here. But then, God is trying to explain the kind of good work he's looking for. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. These are people who prophesy. These are people who cast out devils. And then these are people who said, 
the works they did were wonderful. Mighty works, testimonies, miracles. Are you here with me? But none of them said, did we not win souls in your name? That's the only thing they left out. In fact, the Bible says that these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak in new tongues. And so on and so forth. But then, it is not the main purpose for which the signs are following you. It means that Jesus has an agenda for us. If we abandon that and we focus on every other spectacular. You see, he says you are created in Christ to do good works. But they said we did wonderful works. That means spectacular things, mighty things, dumbfounding things. And then he says, depart from me. Away from me, you evildoers. So if you fail to do the main thing, Jesus calls all the things you did as evil. This is a serious matter. Because Jesus should be able to permit those who prophesied in his name. Cast, casting out devils is not a joke. I've been casting out devils since my university days. I'm still casting out devils. They don't seem to finish. <laughs> they don't seem to finish. Amen. It is some of these scriptures that started making me reconsider that I need to really know what Jesus is looking for. Otherwise, I will do so many things. It's non-fact. Yeah. Certain things are supposed to complement certain things. Certain things are secondary to certain things. Do you know that? Yeah. Certain things are just... They are not the main thing. They are not the focus. It's like when you are going to school and they give you a lunchbox. You see, it is to motivate you to go to the school. But if you carry the lunchbox, go somewhere else, eat the food, and come back, you don't expect your parent to be happy that at least it was part of the school package. So if, if you've eaten the food, it's part of the school. Like when I was um, quite younger at Sambi Bridge in Teshi, when they say I should go to school. So the money they give me for the transport and the lunch, that I go to a game center. <laughs> yes. Go and play, um, yeah, Sega. And I'll play until uh, they close. So you know the time. So when they close, when, when they close, I don't play till the money finishes, because the money finishes early. Because some people, that's their life there. But when they close school, then I pick my bag. I use the rest of money to do transport and I go. Now, if my father found out, are you expecting him to be happy with me? I went to Teshi. The school is in Teshi. I, I left Sakumono and I went to Teshi. So at least, I've done something. That's, that's, that's the whole point. There was a movement. And I wore my school uniform. Didn't I wear the school uniform? It's part of going to school. Where are you going? I'm going to school. And to go to school, you need to bath. Wear your singlet. School uniform. Socks. Shoe. I did all that. 
<laughs> I did all that. It's just that I didn't reach inside the school, but I went towards the school. Towards the school, around the school. And when we closed to I came home. I didn't go anywhere. And that is wonderful. Because if I had gone to school, it's just Mesue that I'm going to see. But what Mesue is going to is not as wonderful as Liu Kang giving an uppercut to Sub-Zero. It's, it's wonderful. But the school is just good. You just sit down. Mesue will just come and then he will even speak English for us to even understand what he's saying. And then he will be lashing us left, right, center. Amen. So I'm trying to bring your mind to something that you can try. But you see, Jesus, Jesus with Jesus, he's not looking forward to you to try. That's the serious thing. So on the last day, he's not looking for those who tried. You see, whatever we are doing here, let us not think that we have done something. It's enough. God will understand. On the last day, there's nothing like God will understand. You see, mercy is only relevant in time. Mercy doesn't work in judgment. We have the mercy now, like when we fault, he forgives us now. And then you feel like, and then he will bless you. So you feel like you're on path. You are not really on path. It's mercy that is working in your life. Mercy can work in your life so much that you will be walking in disobedience and you think you are accepted of God. It is his mercy that, and the essence of mercy is to cause you to repent so you come back on track. But some people will take advantage of mercy and say that, oh, look at me. I went to fornicate. But when I, when I ask for forgiveness, I'm, I'm as fresh as a newborn baby. But you are forgetting that he forgave you not so that, not because he endorses the sin. Grace does not endorse the sin. It empowers us to overcome the sin. Grace empowers us to do the will of God. So the Christian must seek. He says, um, many will come in my name saying that we cast out devils in your name. We prophesied in your name. We did wonderful works in your name. And I will say, Get thee behind me. Get away, you workers of iniquity. Hallelujah. Yes. So what is the will of the Father in heaven? It's not the secondary. It's the main thing. Praise the Lord. Yes. It's the main thing. It's not about wearing your uniform. It's, it's part. Casting out devils is part. But what is the essence of casting out devils? What is the essence of miracles? What is the essence of um, um, healing the sick? What is the essence of all of that? Why are you giving money to go to school? You see, the reason why you are giving money to go to school is not because, you know, school is a business. No. It is to help you acquire the knowledge. So if they give you money, money every time, and you come home and you have not passed your math, your French, your CRS, you are a worker of iniquity. You went to school, you went to work, but you worked iniquity, you worked failure. You are a worker of failure. And no father will accept it. When you bring your terminal report, you are 60 people, you are 58. 
And then you are telling me, you are telling me that I'm your father. You are telling me that I tried. But what kind of trying is that? The reason why you will get angry, you see. Now, let me bring this in context. It's not that you didn't go to the school. It's not that you didn't write the exams. But while he was financing your schooling, you see, he, he had something in mind, an expectation. That's why he said, many will come. Oh, we prophesied. That's not the main reason why I called you. Wow. But you see, the prophesying can be so sweet that you stop there. It's wonderful. But he just wants you to do good. He doesn't want you to do the wonderful. He wants you to do the good. You see, when you go to school, there are so many things. Assembly, there's our day, there's, you know, you know, entertainment, especially for the SHS people. It's not the main thing. If you go and you see, Miss, like in the school, they have Miss Ebri Girls. Miss is wonderful. But at the last day, your father is looking for a report. He's not raising a beauty pageant. He's, he's not paying school fees for a beauty pageant. No one pays school fees for a beauty pageant. Everyone pays school fees for math, social studies, science. Yeah, biology and all that. Yeah. But when you go, all those things will be added, like the entertainment. Like when I was in Pope John, I wasn't born again. I, I don't go to class, but I go to entertainment. It's like when they pick the register, my name is not in the class, but my name, entertainment register, my present, I've never missed before. <laughs> you see, so the thing is that the school, why did I come? The name of the thing is school. You see, if you want to be a rapper, it's, you don't need to go to school. Because school, you learn math. Rap, you don't calculate. Rap is just you talk, you rhyme, and you move. Yeah, you just need a beat maker. But if you go to school, you come out, and you tell your father, I've become a rapper out of the school. He will never understand. Though it's a wonderful thing. Do you get my point? It's a, it's, it looks wonderful. The world will celebrate you, but that's not why he took you to the school. So you come to church. Oh, I married in your name. It's wonderful. So because of you, God's daughter was didn't Nash because of you. <laughs> it's important because God said, where to uh, like uh, what he has put together, no man should put. So it's important. Then you go and stand before Jesus and say, oh, if so, the, the well that I came in, I married your daughter for you. It's a wonderful work. So, all you came to do in the church is to marry. <laughs> I gave birth in your name. So, you gave birth to children. Eight, nine, ten. <laughs> and you expect, you expect that Jesus will cut you the slack. He will be happy with you because you gave birth. So I'm saying that, you see, in, in Christianity, we choose between good and best. You see, in Christianity, we don't have anything to do with evil. You know, Paul says that with Christians, even a hint of sexual immorality must not be mentioned among. What he's saying is that 
for church people, even gossip about sexual immorality. It's not about people who are sexually immoral. He's saying that we should even hear that there's speculation that this person. So in Christianity, we are not dealing with evil. We are dealing with best, better and best. Are you here with me? So you, some people only do the secondary. They, they never do the main thing. Prophesy. All you did was prophesy in his name. But that's all you did. Healing the sick, that's all you did. Wonderful works, mighty works. People of the earth will celebrate you. What was he looking for? What was he looking for? Some people go to school and they go and play ball. <laughs> they, go, they go and play ball. But uh, SSE, ball is not part. Yeah. That means they add some things to the school to make the school wonderful. But at the same time, the person who sends you to school doesn't want you to come like you go to school and you came back and say, I'm a player. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what happened. The Bible said many will come and say, we did these things in your name. And it's not talking about evil things, though. He's talking about good things. Is that what I sent you to do? No. I said, buy sachet water. You are coming back with Coca-Cola, glucosate. So I, I thought you would need it. He said, get thee away from me. You workers of iniquity. It means that you focused on the wrong thing. What's the essence of miracles? The essence of miracles is to affect the faith of people to believe in Jesus Christ. So if a miracle is worked and it does not lead to salvation, what, what then becomes the purpose of the miracle? The purpose of the miracle is to prove to the world that the person through whom the miracle has been worked, worked um, is what? Is powerful. That's why Jesus is saying you, you work out of iniquity because your motive and intention is to take my glory. See, that's it. You amplified. When you read the Bible, the apostles and all those people, they never amplified those things. Their focus was straight. Otherwise, Paul will have a mega... Bible said that the handkerchiefs and towels and aprons of Paul was casting out demons. So what it means is that Paul could have stopped to have apron ministry international. And they are meeting in Macedonia. Are you here with me at all? Because the Bible said that he, he didn't have time to even lay his hands on the people. So when they call him, Paul, we need you here. People are sick. People are demonized. Okay, okay. I have to go and preach the gospel. Take this. And he knew what was important from what was expected. And sometimes we can be caught up. Are you here with me at all? To do the will of the Father in heaven. And that's why we should search the scripture to find out what is the will of the Father in heaven. So that on the last day, we will not become false Christians. Many people are false Christians. Okay, let's go on. Matthew 7, 24. 
Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So there are certain works. When you do them in the spirit, you are building your house on the rock. Do you see? And then, 25, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Twenty-six. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So the house is there. But what God is saying is that you see it as a house, a work. But God is saying that what you see there, the substructure, the foundation of that thing is sand. If all you are doing is prophesying, he's saying that you are, it's a house. Prophesying is a house. You have built it. It's a ministry. You have built it. But Bible says that it is standing on what? A sand. Move on. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. So he's talking about a time that is coming that the works will be tested. It's not now. So many people have built the, the ministry, but they, they don't know that it is on a sand because it will take the last day, that great day, to reveal. It will take the last day. If you truly went to the school, graduation day, is, we will see. Because right now, my father doesn't know that when he gives me the money, I go to game center. He won't know. And then when I come back in my school uniform, it will look wonderful. Oh, my son is doing well. Wonderful. That's how it looks. That's how all our Christianity looks like. It, the people will say wonderful. But what is the foundation? They see the building. They see the building of prophesying. The building of miracles. The building. But the Bible says that day is coming where the rain will beat at it. God will use that to test. What, what kind of building is this? What is the foundation? The Bible says it fell with a great crash. 28. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. They were amazed. Amazed because they say, hey, what have we been doing all this while? So there's a time that you need to evaluate what is the main thing, what are the secondary things. If all you are looking for, reason why you are following God, is for him to give you a car. See, you are building on the sun. That's what I'm saying. It's a building. And you can have all those things. That's why it's a building. If you become wild and you press into prayer, pray for financial breakthrough. I'm telling you, it will happen. God will give it to you. We don't prophesy by our might. We pro prophesy by the grace of God. So, by the time someone goes to Jesus and says, I prophesied in your name, that means he allowed it. So, not everything that he allows is endorsing his will. But some of the things he allows is what? Is meeting the demands of the desires of man. For example, when God was working with Moses, God said to Moses, speak to the rock and water will come out of it. Because the Israelites were saying in the wilderness, we are, we are testing, we are testing. And Moses went to God and God said that, speak to the rock, that's it. And Bible says that 
And Moses picked the rod and he struck the rock. And water started coming out. So, you see that the formula God gave was not applied. But the result they were looking for happened. And that was the day that God said to Moses alone, he said, for what you have done, for disobeying me, you will see Cana, but your leg will not get there. So you see, in the earth realm, we will conclude that because there's results, then it's an endorsement of God's expectation. It is never true. The result don't validate anything. Because it's a building. It will be seen. You are coming to church. It will be seen. It's you are building a building. You are singing. You are building a building. But the Bible says, what about the foundation? What about the foundation? What is the foundation? That's what we should be concerned about. Every Christian must be concerned about what kind of building they are building. What kind of building? You are, you are building houses, houses building, family building, financial buildings, all of that. What is the foundation of all those buildings? That's what we should be very clear about. They were amazed. They were amazed. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. This is what we are created in Christ to do. The good work. The good work is this. You see, he's not saying it's a spectacular work. He's very specific with it. So winning is not a spectacular work. Giving birth to quadruplet is spectacular. Are you here with me? That's why Jesus was specific. He said, it's good work. There's good, better, best. In the earth realm, it's good work. There are things that look more, it's like if I'm preaching right now and I begin to suspend, it's, it's, it's wonderful. So I'll go to Jesus and say, did I not suspend in your name? <laughs> and I expect him to see that the suspension is better than but he said, good work. So you see, you, you, you have to, the obedience to Christ is the sure way of pleasing him. That's it. You see, our essence in life is not to impress Jesus. Nobody here can impress Jesus. That you pray for the, the dead and they came back to life. By whose power? It is by his own power. So that doesn't impress him. That's why you can't go back to him and say, I prophesied in your name. How did you prophesy? It, he is the one who prophesied through you. You haven't done anything. But the will of the Father, he doesn't, you see, you need to do it. It's a matter of will. That's why he counts that as good work. Bring back Matthew 28. Listen to what I'm saying. That's why many people have abandoned the good work and they are chasing the spectacular. Because that one looks spectacular. Look at it. He said, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. So the good work, is, you see, Bible says that good work created in Christ Jesus for us to walk in them. The good work is identified by movement. When we say good work, it's movement. 
Anyone that is involved in the good work that Jesus is talking about is a mover. He said, therefore, go. So those who are not going now. People major in prophet science, they don't go. People come to them, true or true. Yeah, they don't go. What are you going? Where are you going? People come to them. He says, therefore, do what? Go. He was talking to people like Peter, who can just look at a cripple and say, rise up and walk. Wow. No tones, no laying on of hands, nothing. He saw a cripple and said, look at me, rise up and walk. That's, that's a different level of anointing. So he should have said, therefore, gather and make disciples for me. But he said, therefore, go. So, the, 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 what Jesus describes as good work is in the going. Our ability to go out there. So every Christian who is not into movement is not doing the good work. Because good work is movement work. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Another dimension of the good work is teaching. What I'm doing is a good work. It's a good work. Teaching. Teaching is a good work. Teaching them, not just teaching them about um, shoes and you know how you can be taught about seven ways to go to space. That's not, so not every teacher, like your economics lecturer can stand before Jesus. I've done a but you said teach them teaching them to obey everything I have commanded so this teaching is specific to the, 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 the syllabus of Jesus Christ those who teach the instructions of Jesus Christ those are the ones doing the good. are you following me it says and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age so the good work is a movement work Say that good work is a movement work. Now, let's look at practical example. All those people who are in the Bible who walk with God. Um, let's look at Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to 14. I'm just trying to establish that what Jesus is looking forward for us to do to fulfill Ephesians 2.10 is to be involved in movement. 100 micro church planting. That's the good works. That's the good works. Acts 13. Acts 13. That's the good work. He said, we cast our devils in your name. We heal this. Uh, we, um, we prophesied in your name. We did wonderful things. He says, no, that's what I'm doing. But then nobody said, we want souls in your name. So the good work is so winning. It's church planting. That's the movement. Now, let us read this together. In the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Now, look at this. Look at this. When we talk about uh, prophets and teachers, we have Old Testament prophets. We have New Testament prophets. Do you see when we say a prophet, you see, in the New Testament, everything points to Jesus Christ. 
When we say a New Testament prophet, you see, we are not talking about seeing telephone numbers and things like that. You are going to see who they called prophets in the Antioch church. You are going to see. So you see, these are the people. In the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Colon. Now, who are the prophets and teachers? Barnabas. Go and read about Barnabas. And then look at the modern day prophets. And see whether he operated like any modern day prophet. What made him a prophet? A prophet is a messenger. A messenger, the, the highest responsibility of a messenger is to carry, is to carry the message of God. That, that's it. A, a messenger is not about what he will wear, how he will display. It's a messenger, the strength of a messenger is in his obedience. A, a good messenger is the one who is able to do the heartbeat of the father. So when we talk about the prophet, like for example, Jesus described John the Baptist as a prophet. But John the Baptist never did any miracle. He actually fetched water and poured it on me. And then Jesus said, among men born of women, John the Baptist is the greatest. And he was the last prophet before Jesus Christ. So why? Because he prepared the way for the entrance of the message of salvation. He was called a prophet. So let's look at the prophets and the teachers. Barnabas, Simeon called Nigger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manane, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. So Saul and Barnabas were the prophets or the teachers of the New Testament. Let's see what they did as prophets. Let's go on to while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, let's read what the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work. Now, look at it. When the Holy Spirit came to the church, that day, no healing, no miracle. The Holy Spirit is very serious, straight to the point. When the Holy Spirit came, when they fasted, after the fasting and prayer, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. I know thy works. So when the Holy Spirit, Jesus in Revelation is talking about work. When the Holy Spirit also came, he's talking about work. Separate Saul and Barnabas for the work. We are going to look at the work. Are you following so anytime we gather and we are worshipping, we are worshipping, we are worshipping, we should expect the Holy Spirit to pick some people. He says, separate, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul for the work. But when we come together, we worship, we worship, and all that we see is telephone number and meter number, and who is being set apart? Is that the Holy Spirit? This is the, the mark of the Holy Spirit. When he comes... That's why I'm wary of people like prophetic meetings. And then in a prophetic meeting, nobody has been told about the will of God. It's, it's, it's because the Holy Spirit, he, he doesn't have a testimony of his own. He bears testimony of Jesus Christ. So how is it that he came 
And the, the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew 28 was never found anywhere in his manifestation. I, 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 I wonder what kind of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will come in many prophetic meetings. No one will be told to be separated to go and do the work of them. But everybody will be told they will marry. I see your husband, six feet tall, six pack. Yeah. But when the Holy Spirit came in the church in Antioch, the Bible said they were fasting and praying. And he says, separate, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So in the church in Antioch, anytime the Holy Spirit comes, people are, are what? Are sent off. It's ascending church, which is consistent with Matthew 28. Anytime the Holy Spirit comes, they obey Jesus Christ. Anytime the Holy Spirit comes, they obey Jesus Christ. Anytime the Holy Spirit comes, they obey Jesus Christ. So in that church, you can't carry anybody. Like the pastor prophesied, they carried him. Because Jesus Christ has been exalted. I'm telling you. So if they are sending you, how would you carry? Don't and in this ministry, prophetic ministration, who wins? Jesus. You, the person receiving the prophecy, you don't even win. The work I have called them, not the desire in their heart. The work I have called them, the responsibility. Let's go on. The two of them sent on their way by the Holy Spirit went down to Seleucia. So when I mentioned that town, you say one. It counts with me, okay? One visitation of the Holy Spirit leads to two people being sent. They didn't go. They were sent. Then they went to where? Seleucia. That's Konkunru. That's Konkunru. You can't tell me the Holy Spirit has come and you, you didn't go anywhere. Acts 1.8. Look at it. Let's, let's look at the Holy Spirit well. So that we know if what you have is the Holy Spirit or is, is something else. The Holy Spirit has a characteristic. Look at Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. When the Holy Spirit does what? It's not like you will fall down. It's okay. When you fall down, you will get up again. You will get money. It's fine. We don't, we don't have a problem. But when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you fall down, you get money, you get a wife, you do everything. And you don't, you are not sent. There's a problem somewhere. He says, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. This word is called matai. Matai means that you will preach the gospel until they kill you. That's what matai means. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you are turned into a matai. That means you are made someone who is prepared to die for that gospel. Witness in Jerusalem, movement. In Judea, movement. Samaria, movement to the ends of the earth. The proof that the Holy Spirit has come upon you is your movement. So this is what um, Luke actually wrote this book. Now, go back to Acts 13. You see that exactly what was described here is what happened. 
Now, they went to where? Seleucia. That's one. When they arrived at where? Salamis. That's where? Two. So that's where? Pokrom. Yes, that's Pokrom. They proclaimed the word of God in Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their helper. Let's go. They traveled through the whole island until they came to where? That's three. That's where? Abokobi. One visitation of the Holy Spirit. There they met a, they met a Jewish sorcerer and false prophet named Bar Jesus, who was an attendant of the proconsul. Proconsul means gov- governor. Sergius Palos. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. You see, there are many people who want to hear the word of God, but they cannot come to Jesus said, go to them. So it means our failure to go would deny many who want to hear the gospel. That's the cost of just staying in your house, enjoying your plasma, enjoying your, your mobile phone, enjoying your WhatsApp. That's the cost. It's costing Jesus who want to hear his word. And you expect to come before him and then you say, oh, I gave him your name. I, 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 I paid to visit your name. He will tell you that you are wicked. Because you see, there were people waiting, but you never went. And anybody who doesn't go is selfish. That's it. So let's assume that. Let's assume that I'm God. We are just assuming that I'm God. Okay. All right. Now, come to me. Yeah, come to me. So, so you are following God, right? All of us are following God. We love him, we are following him. Is that not so? Yeah, we love him, we are following him. But as we are following him, we have knees. Is that so? Yeah, we have knees. That one is real. Take me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. All of us have needs. All of us have needs. Yeah. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. He said, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or drink, or about your body, what you wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Move on, 26. Look at the best of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in bands, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? 27. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? 28. And why do you worry about clothes? Let's be honest. How many of us worry about clothes? I've raised my hand. So let's all help each other. Okay. So we're all speaking the truth. God will have mercy. He says, see, the, see how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. 29. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. 30. If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, all you of little faith? What is he saying? All those who follow God because of things, he calls them little faith. And if you have little faith, he has to massage you. They are children. It's children that you actually what you want to give them, what you want to give them is what? What they need is like um, maybe Banku and Okrosu to make them stronger. But because they have little faith, you have to Give them pillow and bread or pizza and drink. 
exciting things. So by the time God is, you know, working miracles and things for you to believe, it means that you are of little faith. The, the thing is not, he want, he's not, God is not proving a point to anybody. He is not raising the dead to show you that he's powerful. God is, is not designed like that. He doesn't show anybody that he's powerful. He's powerful. But anytime he's doing those things, it is because he has recognized that your faith is small. So those things are for people of small faith. He's helping your faith because you, your faith is small. That's why every time you need him to do something. But what's the point? When he builds your faith, what does he want you to do? He wants you to carry the responsibility. So let's go on. Let's go. Are you learning something at all? He says, oh, you have little faith. So do not worry. Say, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? So those who say those things, they are, they are, they, their faith is small. They don't believe that God can give it to them. So now they have to chase God to give it to them. And God is saying that the best, they, they don't pray, but he provides it for them. So anybody who is praying for those things, who is chasing God for those things, the best have more value than that person. That's what God is saying. That a father doesn't know that you need clothes and shoes. Now you have to now beg your father for this. Move on to 30. 30. But the pagans run after all these things. Number two, those who run after these things, they are what? And pagans are unbelievers. means your faith has dropped so low, all you can see in God is material things. Oh God, my clothes. Oh God, my phone. This thing I'm talking about is very serious. It's unbelievers. So there are many meetings that people are unbelievers. John chapter 6. They gathered around Jesus. Jesus knew that most of the people come into his meeting. They are unbelievers. Then one day he decided he wouldn't do miracles. He wanted to see the believers. Bible says in John chapter 6, all of them went. They didn't come because of Jesus. They came because they saw the phones in his hand. They want the phone in his hand. They don't like him. Many of them don't like Jesus. You know why I know they don't like him? Bible says that you praise me with your lips. Your heart is far away. You don't like, if you like someone, the proof is in, his, is in following his instruction. But if you like somebody's money, you don't care about his instruction. I hear, I hear with me at all. Yeah. So, 33. Look at it. He's giving you a clear instruction. He said, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So, the main focus of the Christian, I mean, if you are going to be separated from the people of the world, so the people of the world go to God because of things, the Christians... Go to God because of his instruction. So he knows those who are his children. And then when you come and you say, Daddy, where should I go next? Then when you are going, he says, Oh, take one, take one house. Take, that's, that's how he does his thing. But then when you come and you say, oh, Daddy, my clothing, Daddy, my this, then he says, I need to help your family. So he will do something something, some wild thing. Then instead of saying that after you have done this, what can I do for you? You come back and say, since you have done this, why don't you do another thing? 
O ye of little faith. So follow me. So as you are following me, you are behaving like one with little faith. So the, the whole reason why you are following me is you have seen these things in my hand. Right? So um, you ask me. You, when I'm going, say, Daddy, please forgive Daddy, please forgive So give him a mic. So that's how many, many people be. Daddy. That's prayer. That's the prayer. Daddy, please phone. Daddy. Daddy, ah, please phone. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> daddy, iPhone. So, my son, take this phone. Daddy, However, <laughs> what I really want you to do is to win souls for me. Okay? Go and win souls for me. Daddy, thank you. And then you continue. Daddy. Ah, the last time, that one was iPhone 7. I want iPhone 11. Daddy. <laughs> There's a new version now. Daddy, please phone. Okay, because you keep bothering me and because I love you. Go and win souls. When I give you this, go and win souls. I'll do it. I promise you. Thank you. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, please. So that's what, that's what we call miracles. Yeah. That's what we call miracles. Please, phone. They are acts of God's mercy. And it can, it can happen to the disobedient. Most people who experience those miracles are clearly disobedient. And God, for example, the person who received the, uh, one of the most fantastic miracles in the Bible was what? Peter, Peter was, not, was not born again. was an unbeliever. When he, when he, Bible said Jesus did a mighty miracle for him. When, when, after the miracle, Peter himself confessed. He told Jesus that I'm a sinner. Go back. You don't know me, fisherman. You don't know. I'm a sinner. Ah, so why would God do a miracle for a sinner? That should tell you that those, if you receive a miracle, it doesn't mean that you are holy. It doesn't mean that God is happy with you. Yeah. Doesn't, miracle is not a proof that God is happy. It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It means that he's trying to get your attention that loves you. Just do what he wants. But then people, when they receive miracles, they think that like now they and God are fine. They get some, some confidence and it makes them more rebellious. So keep on. At the last time you gave me a phone, I believe in you. Hey, I, I wish my children would do what I'm telling them. All I want them to do is to win souls for me. That's all I'm, I've asked them to do. I've not asked them to do anything. Why is it that my children, anytime I tell them, they will not go. But I do everything for them. Everything they ask, I do for them. Who shall I send? Who shall go? Everything I you I, last for I'll do. Anytime they come to me, they never even say that give me strength to do what you have sent me to do. They never say it. So who, who at all will do what I've asked them to do? Well, because I love him, let me give it to him. Thank you. My son, oh. win souls for me. By this time, yeah. he's 40 years old. Let's go. Let's go. Who, who would do my will? Who would do the will of Daddy. the Father? My Father in heaven. 
one last who will give honor to my death the reason why i died on the cross daddy last why is this thing not important to humans just one last why is this thing eternity is forever the, the eternity when they come here these things i'm giving them will not come with them it will not come with them over here is only souls who survive please but they keep asking for these scraps they keep asking for these things please that's all they are interested in. I beg you. So these people, do they really love me? Oh, do they really love me? I or love you. Is I... it is it just what is in my hand? I beg you. Okay. One I love, last miracle. I love my son. One last miracle. Father, Lord. Please, let this be a motivator for you to go out. I've done enough for you. Amazing. Go out there and, and, win, and win souls. Thank you. By this time, it's 50 years. Not even one soul, but many cars and houses and lands. All came from God. All came from God. All came from God. All came from God. Out of his Daddy. love and mercy. Daddy. These people, I've given him house. I've given him car. I've given him children. I've Daddy. made his children pass exams. Another I have done everything. House. But just one thing that Another I asked. Just house. one thing I asked. He, he won't do it all. My pension He'll house. come to church. Even when he comes to church and I inspire my my prophet to speak to him my about house. So, <laughs> my about house. soul winning. He will get angry. He, he doesn't like such messages. He doesn't like my messages. These people praise me with their lips. It means in their gathering service, there's praises. When I go but the praises is to what end? Where would I they live? praise me with their lips. But their heart is far away from when me. I go on their heart is far away from Where me. Would I live? Who shall I send? Who shall Daddy, go? Please, Who shall miracle. go for me? One Who shall miracle. go for me? One they love these miracle. miracle meetings. They love these prophetic meetings. But they don't love instructive meetings. They don't love these instructive meetings. Father, Lord. Maybe this last miracle would convict them. It will convict them. I'm telling you. It will convict them. It's true. Maybe this last miracle will convict them. Last but one out. Let me do it. By this time, he's 60 years old. <laughs> My son, take this. But please, just even one soul before I'm coming, I'm coming quickly. I'm coming. Look at the best of the air. They don't ask, but I take care of them. It's true. This is not the reason why I brought you close. You are holy. This, this is not why. <laughs> this is not why. I've brought you close so that you obey me. Yes. I want you to obey me. Yes. Just obedience. Obey. You know, I want you to prove that you love me. Satan is mocking me. Satan is telling me that you don't love me. It's because of the things I keep giving you. Is that not what Satan told God about Job. He challenged God. He said, these people you call your children. Job loves you because of the protection you have given him and the many children and the many mansions. And God said, no, it's not true. What are you saying? He loves me genuinely. He said, let's, let's do a bet. If he truly loves you, stop giving him the things you are giving him. Let's see. And even afflict him. Let's see. God is looking for our love. What did Jesus describe as love? He said, do you love me, Peter? Look at it. I told you that miracle is not an authentication of God. It's never. It's an act of his mercy. Many people receive miracles are disobedient. When Peter violated the instruction of God, look at it. Bible says Jesus appeared to the disobedient Peter. Someone who he has literally sent. He died and came back in the 40-day period when he had come and was on earth. Bible says he went to look for Peter. Peter told the others, Master, our master knows he is dead also. Right now, the work, we won't, we won't do it. 
let's go back into business. Master, do you remember the fishing? He said, why not? Something I, I did. Let's forget what is. What is so winning? Bible said they went back. They were doing their own thing. Jesus came. Jesus said, what do you want? He said, look, we, we need fish. We are hungry. Bible said they touched the messy dimension. Not that Jesus is happy with them, but Jesus is touched by the infirmities of men. Is touched. So when you press Jesus, you can see his mercy in time. And if you are not wise, you would think it's a validation of his relationship with you. And then Bible says at the seashore, he gave an instruction. They had many fish. Bible said immediately he made fire. What is more spectacular than this? That at the beach, fire is there and the wind of the beach is not quenching. And Peter, the disobedient Christian, the false Christian, was seeing this miracle, dangerous miracle. And then, Bible said that he gave them bread. bread. He, 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 supernatural bread. Because Bible said Jesus used to wear garments without pockets. So he didn't carry bread around. It was at the beach that he did the miracle of bread. They saw that he had created bread out of nothing. Then as he was eating, feeding the disobedient, God can feed the disobedient. God can bless the disobedient. Blessing is not a sign. If you have a car, a house, it's not a sign that God is with you. It's not a sign that God has, has, you see, when you prosper materially, it's not a sign that God is happy with you. I'm telling you. Peter prospered materially before him. He had enough to eat. Bible said what they, the number and what they, what the miracle, they were not consistent. And yet Jesus was not happy with them. He asked him, do you love more than this? And the deeds is talking about who gave it. He himself gave you a blessing and he's asking you, do you love me more than this? He himself helped you to pass your exam to University of Ghana Campus Legon. You got to Ghana Campus. You did not go to university because you are intelligent. You went to university because God made a way for you. There were some people who were denied. They are in a Prusso. If you sat in class with them, they had the opportunity to never go to university. You will not meet the cutoff point. They were denied for you to go ahead. He said, do you love me more than this? It is God that gave you that husband. It is God that gave you the wife. The Bible said that God put Adam to sleep. And when he woke up, he found his wife. It's not your sharp words that, that got the woman off. God, God, God actually, he pressed the heart of the woman. The woman said yes to you. It is not your fertility that brought the child. Adam said, I slept, Eve said, I slept with, with my husband, Adam. And God gave me a child. Bible says children are a gift from God. So you can get all these things and you are still disobedient. He said, do you love me more than this? Because of the blessings that certain people have received, they do not care about the will of God. They don't care. They have a house. They don't care about Jesus. But the house was given to them by Jesus. They have a car. They don't care about Jesus. But the car was given to them by Jesus. He said, do you love me more than this? And Peter said, you know I love you. Why? Peter was looking at, he, said, he, he thinks he loves, he thinks because, because Jesus is always coming to him, it means that he loves Jesus. Because he's saving you from accident. When you were sick, you think that, so people say that, God loves me so much. That's true. But do you love him equally? And what is the proof of your love? Then finally, for the third time, he said, do you love me more than this? 
So he has provided for you, though you are disobedient. You have passed your exam, though you are disobedient. Travel opportunity has come, though you are disobedient. But the Bible said, Then he said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Yes. That's all. This is the last one. That's how many Christians behave. He has taken the last testimony, the last miracle. He's quick to post it and share but it never struck his heart that after all that God has done for me, why won't I do just one thing he's asking? Why not one thing? Just one thing. Just one. To prove that I also love. At least, if, you, if two people are there and they love each other, at least it shouldn't be one way. You two, you do something. But you every day his birthday you forget. Every day you his birthday you forget. That's normal. So that's how many Christians behave. Then on the last day he will come. Come. He's happy because he has received a lot of provision which makes him feel like God. God is happy with him. So he come. Next. Then speak. Did I not receive Miracles in your name. Yes, So, did I not receive miracles in your name? So, when you came, I said, no, you are not, you are not going. Where, where are you going? And you are shocked. But, when I asked, you gave me. Yes. Oh, have you, you forgotten? Did you not receive in my name? See, see, see. See this. Maybe you've forgotten what you gave me. Wow, look. You gave me this wonderful Then the thing, thing is that these things, the prophesying, the casting out devils. There are no devils here. If you are coming with the casting of devils, what are you coming to use? The house. The house, that cement now, would they burn? The cement. I don't, I don't use it. We, we, I have built, Jesus said, I'm going to my father's house and I'm going to build mansions for you. So I'm not expecting you to come to me with what I gave you on earth. But you are coming to me with the obedience that you did with the Holy Spirit. So you come. The ch- you gave me children. I said, no, no, no. These are not the children. What the people I call children are those who obeyed. Remember you told his parents, these are my brothers and my sisters. Those who hear my word and obey it. So the children you are bringing, no, I don't need it. What about the Range Rover? Over here, we don't use Range Rover. If you want to move from one point of heaven to another. You just imagine you are there. So, this thing will not, we don't use it here. What about the gold? Father, you gave me gold. I, I was the biggest gold dealer. My friend, look at what you are standing on. What am I using it for? This is from Obuasi. Our own, we didn't, we didn't use it. What are you doing with Obuasi gold in heaven? What do you mean? So, the things that God gave you on earth, they have no eternal value, including their gifts. They have no eternal value. That's why when God gives you the prophetic gift, it, is, it has an experience. It is not a measure for which you enter heaven. You must understand that it's a secondary development 
in the main agenda. So the prophet must win souls to be able to validate his love for God. Prophesying is not a validation of your love for God. It is an expression of his mercy through man. At the end of the day, you think you prophesy. God prophesy. You haven't done anything. Healing, nobody can heal anybody. It is not in man's power. So you did nothing. You prepared yourself for the meeting. It's the Holy Spirit that healed the people. So in act, as a matter of fact, you were called prophet, you were called healer, but you did nothing. God saw that you, you have not done anything for me. Because everything that people thought that you had done was me still working in you. I have left the earth. I'm still in heaven. You are still making me suffer. But the one that actually went on his accord is the one that is applying energy. He's the one doing something for me. That's why he's the one doing the movement, planting churches, winning souls. Then God is counting it. Seleucia, he's counting it. Pamphila, he's counting it. And all of that. Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? And then he says, for what shall a man give in exchange for the soul? So when you stand before the Lord, what is expecting from you is what? The soul. And you are bringing this in exchange for the soul. And he's saying that this cannot exchange. When we say exchange, we talk exchange rates. Ten Ghana CD, one dollar. Exchange rates. There are things that you can exchange for things. Like you can exchange a box of Indomie for a cheap woman's affection. That's the exchange rate of her love. So everything has an exchange rate. Are you here with me? But the soul has no exchange rate. Time. That's why when you come and say, I prophesied in your name, he's thinking about the soul. That's, the, that's what he wants. So the prophecy cannot match up the soul. The miracles cannot match up the value of the soul. We are created in Christ for good works. Which he expects us to walk in. As we stand here. When we stand before the Lord. On that day. This building we have built. Would he be able to stand? If the foundation is not so winning understand. He will tell you a worker of iniquity. Why? Everything that you received was for you. It never facilitated him. You worked for yourself. That's iniquity. You ask for yourself so you are satisfied by yourself. You ask not having eternity in mind. When Jesus thought about the Lord's prayer, do you know what he said? He said pray like this. Even in prayer he said pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Then he says, you, you pray like this. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So even in prayer, he's telling you that seek his will. Let his kingdom come. His will must be done on earth before you are permitted to say, give me this day my daily bread. Seeking the agenda of God. So when God is raising us up, he's raising us up as people 
who are going to do his work. He says, the best of there, he's taking care of them. Seek first. He will add it to you. Why are you afraid? Why, why, why are you thinking that? There are some people who say, oh, I'm going to make money to come and support God. That's why Jesus said, when you are going to the field, don't go with purse. Don't go with shoe. And the Bible says, when they came back, they came rejoicing. And then, they said, even the demons bowed to us. They didn't know that dimension. And then he said, when I sent you out without purse and shoes and bags, did you lack anything? And they said, nothing. Nothing. So there are some of us who don't lack not because we asked for them, but because anybody that obeys that simple instruction, God himself give them. I don't, you, you're a young lady, you don't need to sell your body to get that. You are reversing. It's disobedience that make people fornicate. It's disobedience. Because, you see, you have made up your mind that you won't do the will of God. So you have blocked his provision. So your provision will come from a sugar daddy. Movement, planting churches, planting churches. Praise the Lord Jesus. May the Lord help us. May the Lord grant us the grace. May the Lord change our mind towards His way. God bless you for listening to this message. Subscribe to Reverend Randy Impact on YouTube and all other digital platforms to receive more messages that will transform your life. Stay connected and prosper.